0: Well hi everyone and welcome to Alzheimer Speaks. I'm your host Lori LeBay and I'm thrilled you can join us today. We are going to be having a conversation about Parkinson's today and we are honored to have Dr. George Ackerman with us. His mother uh, lived with Parkinson's and he has become just a phenomenal advocate for Parkinson's disease and uh, basically a Project of love and legacy for his for his mother. we will learn more about that from George in just a bit. I always like to encourage everyone to go to alzheimerspeaks.com. Please check out all of the free educational resources we have there. Uh, you too can be a guest on the show. Everyone around the world at all ages and stages is welcome to talk about dementia and caregiving. Uh, Or maybe you're living with dementia and would like to partake in our Dementia in the Arts program or Dementia Chats. Plus, we have tools and so many other resources there uh, for you to find, as well as our book, Betty the Bald Chicken, Lessons in How to Care, and of course, Dementia Map. If you have a service product or tool, if you have a Facebook group, if you have a Support group of, of a certain fashion, if you have a um, blog or a YouTube channel, all of those things can be added to Dimension Map at no cost and um, help others find you a little bit easier. We need to work together. So if you are a profit, nonprofit, government agency, or person who doesn't really even see themselves as a resource because you're not an organization, you all matter, and we need to come together to make our dementia care culture uh, much more significant and hopeful for those living with a form of dementia. So with no further ado, let's go ahead and introduce you to Dr. George Ackerman. Well, Dr. Ackerman, I'm so excited to have you on the show. We, We talked a while back, and this has kind of been in the queue, and our time is now. So I know a lot has transpired, and I'm I'm looking forward personally to hearing your updates. But first, I'm going to have you introduce yourself to our audience, if you don't mind.
1: Thanks for your time, and also to your audience. It means the world to me and my family to have this opportunity to meet. My goal is really to reach individuals, not only in the Parkinson's community, but also outside, because we're all a team, and we're all one powerful voice together, Uh, My name is Dr. George Ackerman. I go by Sharon's son, George. Uh, Unfortunately, my mother had Parkinson's disease for 15 years, and she had late-onset dementia the last four or five. I was really thrown in as her caretaker Uh, the last four years. You know, you don't have a class on it. You don't have a choice. Uh, I'm really honored that I was able to be there for her because she sacrificed a lot throughout her life to be there for me, and I'm only the man I am today and all the accomplishments I've had because of her. Uh out of this, I'm a police officer reserve now, uh, an attorney in Florida and also have my PhD. I'm a professor. So a lot of my work has always been with actually fighting for family members of victims of crime throughout the state of Florida and the world. Unfortunately, a lot of the times the family members have also victims, secondary victims of crime. And in another way, I want this to be positive, but I correlate that uh, research in my life before this all to the individuals with dementia and Parkinson's because a lot of the time, as you know, because you're, in my opinion, an expert, uh, they're forgotten, unfortunately, by society. They might be a little bit, I was shocked to find out today on this incredible summit that I know you're going to be a part of, and I am, that there are actually around uh, even almost 50 million people with dementia. And I was shocked because it kind of puts in perspective how important we need help for Parkinson's is only about 1 million in the U S. So all those people are forgotten and unheard because it might not be, you know, a lot, uh, 1 million, but to those 1 million who are now my family, it's all, it's the world. So, you know, again, we'll hopefully get to it, but this uh, history is being made since we've spoken in our, in the United States through Senate and Congress. And it's just incredible the timing of our talk today.
0: Wonderful. Well, you know, I think even if you say there's only a million, my guess is Uh, there's a lot more than that, that haven't uh, been diagnosed or who have been misdiagnosed, because that was a problem with dementia for many, mm -hmm. many years is people weren't diagnosed. So the numbers really weren't relevant. And then when you look at um, the ripple effect of the families involved, those numbers become huge. And this is Mm -hmm. just something that that definitely needs to be spoken about. And um, we've got to break down the the stigmas and the barriers and, and work, you know, collaboratively together. So again, I'm thrilled to to have you on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, about your mom and, um, you know, the process of your journey together?
1: Thanks. Yeah, I mean, my mother was very independent, hardworking. She was a school teacher. She sacrificed her own career. She had a master's degree and she decided to take care of me and my brother. So she really didn't pursue a lot of her dreams and goals have us and to help make sure we had a great life and she did that and uh, she had a great life and we uh, went to Disney we did a lot of things she loved to eat food and we would always argue which I regret now but then I laugh a little but every Sunday the family would all get together and we'd argue over what to order for food (laughs) so you know I kind of miss that now you know when you're doing it and you're like arguing about nonsense when it happens you don't realize how you uh, you know those are some memories you might cherish but uh, uh, she was again educated smart very intelligent and uh just dedicated her life to her family and uh, that once the uh, parkinson set in for many years and to this day I'm not sure if she wasn't as aware of it or maybe the research wasn't there and the doctors weren't really aware i often think now if we had an opportunity to talk today why didn't you know she make a big deal of parkinsons until the, it got really bad And also the onset of dementia was actually more frightening to me as a caregiver and a son than the Parkinson's, because they say you can live with Parkinson's, you don't die with it, from it. But unfortunately, my mother didn't really have any other issues. Uh, So it kind of sped the whole process up very fast. The last four years of her life, when dementia kicked in, and again, we could counter a little bit more on dementia, but it's the hallucinations and delusions that were most frightening. Four years before she passed, the, the reason I had to come involved, the first 15 years, she just had a tough stiffness in her left arm, but it didn't affect her ability to drive, to live, to have the independent life. One day, she went to university for a special study, and unfortunately, I don't know what happened. Maybe they changed her medication too drastically. That night, around 4 a.m., I was rushed over her to her home. She was moving furniture out of her house because she was in fear that somebody was going to harm her. And that's really what started my journey as her caretaker. And that wasn't even the frightening part. But when I rushed her to the hospital, I went back to get her clothes from her home. And her room was surrounded by post-it notes that you and I used to keep reminders. On the post-it notes were actually names and uh, individuals like who were deceased, her parents, and my animals who were no longer with us because she wasn't sure at that point who was alive and who wasn't. And that was really like one of the saddest days in my life.
0: Yeah, it, there's so many um, areas that you touched on there when you talked about, you know, the mild shaking and you can kind of live with that and still maneuver. Um, but did she have like the the freezing up and the, the gait changes and things too that so many do?
1: Yeah, she ended up with dystonia where the toes curled. She had fibromyalgia where her you know, back pain, but she did have, she didn't have the external tremors, but she would tell me about how internally, so she kind of felt ashamed and bad because she felt like people weren't going to believe her because she didn't have the more external tremors that you would say an individual like the Michael J. Fox from Michael J. Fox foundation, the famous uh, actor has where you can actually noticeably see it. And those are some of the things why I want to work again, much more on awareness because I feel that, uh, let's take, uh, again, I don't want to step too far ahead, but in the law enforcement field, I'm thinking also writing a book, uh, if somebody has tremors shaking uncontrollably and they're pulled over for a minor infraction like a speeding ticket let's say it's late at night well that officer comes goes up to the you know window and asks for a license and sees someone you know going kind of uh, uncontrollably shaking they don't know what to do they could pull out a weapon this is just stuff that needs to be addressed i taught at the police academy for many years they didn't mention parkinson disease once in the entire academy So this is why I do this, why I think awareness is critical. I don't want something like that to end tragically when we just really could have just been a voice to change in all facets of society.
0: Wow. Are you familiar with Gene Saunders and Project Lifesaver at all?
1: No, but I always love to learn. I I feel like this is, again, a journey for myself continuing as an advocate, and I learn from everyone like you, and I've become family with Mm -hmm. individuals, so I'd love to learn more about them.
0: Well, I'll introduce you because Gene does a conference every year. Um, Project Lifesaver is, you know, equipment that somebody can wear, like a a wristband. And if they would wander or, you know, get lost, um, Project Lifesaver can can find them. But he's big into educating um, the police department and, uh, you know, those those on the search modes and stuff. So I'll connect you with him. And he also has (laughs) a... a podcast as well. Super, super nice guy. Um, We are seeing more police departments and um, EMS and and fire and things getting trained, Um, but we still have a long ways to go. I was
1: actually speaking uh, with the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And if I do do a book in the future, possibly helping to sponsor a bill that would go throughout the United States to really make a big impact.
0: That would be wonderful because it is a huge, huge need. And, you know, they deal with this stuff all the time. I'm hoping with some of the restructures with the police department, with having social services, you know, be part of, of, um, some of the calls that maybe that will be helpful as well, uh, because they have a little broader, you know, look at things, but Mm -hmm. yeah, we hear these horror stories all the time and, Again, they don't happen a lot, but when they do, they're just so pronounced and so devastating. And uh it, it's just um super super important um that we that we educate more people, not just our our police and fire, but you know, even <laughs> our doctors and our nurses and our clinics and our you know, the bus drivers and the Uber drivers and the stores, every all of that. Um we just have to do better culturally and as a society for all ages and all stages um to be more accepting and and helpful on this uh on this journey when you talked about tremors my mom dr ackerman lived with dementia for 30 years she had alzheimers um for the first 10 she was misdiagnosed they kept telling her it was her hormones and she kept saying this I ain't my girlfriend's hormones <laughs> you know she says, it's different and then um and then upon um, her death, we did the autopsy and they showed Alzheimer's, Parkinson's and Lewy body. And we didn't see a lot of the the typical Parkinson's or Lewy body um, traits, though I'll, I'll never forget. She would shake a little bit, but not consistently. And it was and it was pretty it was pretty minor when she did. Um, but one time they called me in and, and they thought she was going to die Um, all of a sudden she was having full body tremors and they had no idea why she didn't have a temperature. She didn't have an infection. They couldn't figure out what it was. So they actually called me in to re-sign all of her paperwork. It was probably, she had been living there like 10 years and they're like, we should just update everything. And then it just (laughs) disappeared. It was just very strange. Have you ever heard of anything like that?
1: No, but it's like, uh, something you brought up is very important to also note. And again, I'm not a medical doctor and we all only speak from our experiences, but Parkinson's affects everyone so differently and so unique. So what occurred to my mother did not dictate what someone else might go through and what they might go through will not dictate the next. That's why it's a very unique and difficult, uh, you know, uh, disease to really fight and to really just diagnose, which is a big.
0: You know, on Alzheimer Speaks, we are inclusive of all dementias, but I'm hearing so many more people having, um, you know, twin diagnosis, many with Mm -hmm. Parkinson's, with different types of dementia. And, and that's been an interesting change over the last few years too. And so I don't know, you know, are doctors getting better at diagnosing it or, you know, what actually is changing out there, or are they just not glumping Everything together as much as they used to.
1: Yeah, they do a better research since ten, fifteen years ago. Now we know because it's a neurological disorder, Parkinson's. Not sure if this also helps dementia, but it'll slow down the spe- uh, speed and rapid, rapid speed that the uh, the uh, disease will take over the mind. So things like boxing and Tai Chi and all these incredible organizations now, all off like uh, Rock City Boxing. Unfortunately for my mother, it was too late at that point. But there are so many more uh, advances, also the diet, just a lot more out there now. The knowledge is, I always say, power. Uh, They even have early onset Parkinson's, which is really tragic. Michael J. Fox was uh, diagnosed around 30. I have a lot of friends now that also are about my age, and they're struggling with it. We also don't know really why people get it. So I always think uh, you know, there's a chance I can get it. And, uh, you know, they look at age, they're not sure. They look at biology, hereditary uh, issues. and But I think really the big one is the exposure to pesticides. My mother lived in a nice home, but for 20 years, I mean, she had mold, she had termites, and they came in with all the wacky, like sci-fi looking uh, gear, you know, and spray. So I really do, unfortunately, in my opinion, uh, believe it's definitely from those types of things just today ironically we're speaking they put a post up i think the michael j fox foundation and it's being shared but even the water we drink like the bottle of water might be a, a causing part i'm like i just i love publix in south florida public spring water and i don't know how i could go without it so i'm still doing it but you know these you know we're trusting our foods our supermarkets and our government to dictate what we're putting in our bodies and it's really frightening
0: yeah, well, and there's so much more coming out. And if you look at yeah. Europe, what they restrict versus what we restrict, right. um, we are way more lenient than they are, you know, overseas with stuff. So, you know, and then you add in the phone waves and the Internet and the 5G and, you know, all of that yeah. stuff, too, uh, can cause some some major damage.
1: Uh, in- cell phones. If it's a cell phone and the Zoom, we're all in trouble. Zoom. I- <laughs>
0: I know I had a a gal on one time and she was talking about childhood dementia and she actually showed some MRIs of kids and just holding a phone up to their head and you could see the radiation actually go through and penetrate the skull. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was absolutely amazing. And they said, because their, their skulls and their matter aren't, um, they're not as protected as what we are as adults, um, but it was really, it was really uh, kind of scary. So I think there's a lot of that stuff out there. I mean, you think of in the old days, we used to be holding the phone up. I mean, I remember that it was almost like, like a shoebox, box, you know, back in the day when they first came out, you know, so um, things have, have changed, um, you know, so it's, it, it is very interesting. It would be nice for them to be able to figure out what's what, but, You know, it's kind of like, I think with dementia and Parkinson's and everything out there, I think it's going to be like cancers. There's going to be different types and different levels within each of those branches um, Mm. in terms of of what happens. And like you said, all of our bodies are different. You know, our immune systems are different. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So we are going to react differently uh to, to certain things. What types of um, you know, with your own mom, did did she notice things or did you guys notice things first?
1: Yeah, I mean I asked my father and asked, you know, why no one brought it up to me more and uh again I don't know if it was more she was ashamed, more that she wasn't aware. But uh again the first fifteen years that we noticed her left arm was she couldn't really use it much, which was I didn't understand. I didn't really ask because I didn't want to bother her or even like get, if she didn't, I figured if she wanted to talk, we would. But then, like I said, when I took over, that's when really uh, it started noticing everything. I mean, she was very healthy and her health started declining. We used to make her eat very healthy foods and ensure like a drink. And then as we continued to get worse, I said, forget it. Let's just get her her favorite hot uh, chocolate cake or anything she wanted because she was really, really uh, sad to see you know, someone you love on anyone kinda almost the word horrible but deteriorating in front of you and almost to the bones. She went from a you know, good shape, uh healthy to almost, you know, again, almost anorexic, sadly. So I saw, you know, you see the physical, but as it got worse, she did have trouble speaking. She uh one day we thought she had a stroke. They said she didn't, but she lost part of her ability to use, you know, one side of her so just like as a caretaker, I tried every single day to find something to make her feel better, something to, you know, stop it or something to find a cure. And some days I do feel like I fail, but I know even looking back today, nothing else we could have done. We tried to get a license for medical marijuana for pain, but it didn't really work out. The distilleries don't speak to the doctors, so no one knows. It was like the Wild West. We tried several doctors. they all just, you know... I love doctors, but sometimes I wonder how they can say the word "movement specialist" when there's really not much they can do. They did prescribe medicines and things, but when my mother passed, the, I call it the aftermath. Afterwards, I threw out about four huge garbage bags full of black garbage, full of medicines, and I just don't think a lot of that really—it it might be intended to help—but all that, you know, medicine for causes stomach issues. She had major problems with stomach, so she couldn't even sleep. So the last few years, we spent about $12,000 a month just hiring people to watch over her. And I really cared because they didn't even understand Parkinson, but just someone to watch so she wouldn't fall until I could be there when I wasn't working. And some of the medicines like levodopa, carbidopa, again, I'm not an expert on medication. Uh, they're supposed to be given in combined with other substances to help uh, you know, dopamine, uh, dopamine and also to help the brain but we really don't know the side effects of all these things and you know again she was told to give by the uh, aides certain time and keep a journal who knows if they were really you know even doing that so there's just so many questions unfortunately still today but even the marijuana uh, license caused more hallucinations instead of less Uh, the dyskinesia like the involuntary movements got worse and finally you know things like blood pressure changes nausea relentlessness and drowsiness, but again, back to the dementia, because again, it's a big title of your show and I don't get to concentrate a lot on it. I mean, that was the most frightening one because she would saw so one time I was sitting on the bed with my daughter. I had a, she was only like six at the time, seven and she loved her grandmother and my I have three children. They love spending time with her. And my mother, I remember one of the sadder moments one day she was hugging her, you know, her bed sheets and her pillow Saying how much she loved Brooke, my her granddaughter, but uh, it wasn't Brooke, it was her sheets, and Brooke just looked at me, as a young kid would, kind of like giggle, but in a bad like a like a confused way, and I didn't even have any words because I couldn't explain it, and I'm actually also wor- working on a children's book because I couldn't really figure out how to tell my three kids what was happening to their grandmother.
0: Yeah, and it's nice to see more kids' books coming out, you know, being oh. able to have these these conversations, I think is really important. Um, I just released mine called Betty, the bald chicken lessons. Well, about <laughs>
1: care
0: yeah. And it's not just dementia specific, it can be used for bullying or divorce or death or addictions, but it's really getting people to understand how they want to yeah. be cared for, how they care for themselves and how they care for others in a in a simple fashion. And it's Uh, Writing a kid's book, I think, is fascinating because the kids, I think, teach the adults a lot when we all think we're going to teach them because they they just come from this innocent space where they're more accepting a lot of times than we are as adults. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have the, the stigmas and stuff built in. Um, and they're more accepting in terms of, of play and things. Let's talk about how, you know, what are you doing um, to raise awareness of Parkinson's? You've got a lot of different things going on. And I don't um, know how you can get it all done.
1: Honestly, I didn't. This started together with com really just to tell my mother's journey and make sure she's never forgotten, and also to just tell my journey as caretaker. And I thought maybe a few, four or five people would be, Interested, and you know I'd move on, and it actually sat for a year or two. I didn't do much uh, I'd put videos and things, but recently last year in twenty twenty three I discovered again we think uh unfortunately, like we you said, it's about a million people with parkinson's in the u s but it's the one of the fastest growing diseases in the u s neurological, which is frightening, and as we sit here, people are being diagnosed, so I knew that that was out there. But then I found out through an organization called the World Parkinson's Congress who meets every two years throughout the world. And they actually have speakers. And like we are doing talk about you know ways to find a cure and come together for advocacy. I learned there are about 10 million people around the world with it. I'm like, uh, maybe this is not just about my mother and me anymore, it's about everyone. So I actually interviewed over 400 and it keeps changing because it's just amazing how, but in only four months, I interviewed 450 people uh, some were diagnosed. Some have foundations like the market, Michael J. Fox Foundation. Some are leaders like uh, Congressmen and Women, who actually is a famous Congresswoman now, Miss Wexler. And she actually, she's younger and she had to retire from the House of Representatives a month ago due to Parkinson's, which is horrible. But anyway, also people around. So I've interviewed people from England, France, Spain, Italy, Australia, Iceland even Africa and more, I just can't, you know, we wouldn't have the time. And all of them have their own journeys of dealing with Parkinson's. And what we do is completely free to read, to share. It's on my website under interviews. And I did that, pour my soul into it really again, because I feel that there's just so many people out there that need to be heard. One example is in Africa, they actually think it's witchcraft that you have Parkinson's and that's really tragic because no one's going to help those uh, individuals if that's the stigma that's put on it, which is false. So that's one of the big things that I'm excited. We're going to release those in books in the future. But uh, every day when I wake up, if you do go to TogetherForSharon.com and uh, and you click on interviews, it, it's really like I always joke, but it's like when I met my wife, It was you get those butterflies in your stomach uh, when you meet me, your loved one. But every morning when I wake up, I don't know if you can see, but another story of a person pops up. This one's Mindy uh, Lachkin. She's an MD from uh, Parkinson Support Center of Northern Nevada. So people might not realize, even in Northern Nevada, a little town, big town, this affects people everywhere, and it just shares their story. Uh, but that's one of the my prized things that I've been working on. Like you mentioned earlier, I am have the honor, the February 2nd, to meet Michael J. Fox, and that's going to be a dream. He's someone that, again, my mother and so many out there are just don't want to come out in a way to share their story because unfortunately there's some shame. They don't wanna, you know, tell their family. They don't want to tell their work. They have to quit. They don't want to stop having the ability to drive and live. And when I had to tell my mother that I had to take her car keys because she was a danger herself and others which was probably one of the worst also memories I have. But uh you know he's a hero because he in his movie last year he released, he actually shared, you know, how he didn't want to tell everybody he was in fear that he loses his career, but he's become like a epic icon now in the Parkinson's community. Um, and then a few other things. Uh, one is something I've been really working on. I'm in a weird place, I always say. I don't have Parkinson's dementia. And I, I'm not a caretaker, sadly, anymore with someone who's alive with it. So I looked around for probably months and I went to so many support groups, but I couldn't speak because they were, you know they were actually talking about currently their loved ones fighting, and I don't want to tell them the depress. You know what I went through end of life. So I've been really honored by a group called SPS Awareness. You are probably aware of them, and they deal with all different diseases. Uh, sorry, PST, and also uh, you know they deal with Parkinsonians and other things. And we're starting our my own support group. I'm going to be the uh, uh, support group leader next month in February. And it's for anyone who lost their loved one due to any disease, not just Parkinson, so it's a place that's confidential, will not be recorded. It's completely free. You visit my website and click on about Us, it'll go right to the support group again. I don't make a dime from any of this. We don't want money. My only goal is that one day we find a cure
0: well one of the things you might be interested in in a group here in Minnesota. We got together and created um, a group called the Reentry Program, and it was for it was for um, caregivers who lost a loved one with dementia. Um, and Warren um, Warren Wolf is writing a book. He's had some health issues, so he's kind of gotten waylaid a little bit. Um, but he was going to pull the a, kind of a workbook together. But it's it's about helping people deal with the loss after that loved one is gone and who are you now because your identity sometimes gets intermixed and sometimes you lose your whole identity and don't even know who you are anymore or you know how to live your own life because it's so poked with holes um through a loss and um if that's something of interest i can i can easily connect you to warren as well um if that would be helpful for you just let me know
1: yeah that's the thing i love Again, coming on these shows, not just to talk, but because I do feel i become like family with you and all your listeners, not just about a podcast or really trying to change the world and individuals like he, uh, Warren, you mentioned, uh, I don't know about. So again, for Sharon.com and literally for people who are just kind of law, I felt frantic, lost, scared, upset and completely didn't know what to turn. And we decided to put a lot of resources on the website, again, completely free. But the only journey... It breaks my heart today. Our story is the one that I just am not aware of, and that's what I would love to meet him and anyone because, again, I feel like we're all family in this fight for all the diseases and to find a cure for them all.
0: Because yeah, guess well, what? If
1: I, if I had a cure for dementia, maybe we could have isolated Parkinson and dealt with it. We didn't even have time because we had to deal with dementia too. So it was just one thing. It's like the hammer. like I feel like a nail just being boom, 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 boom. boom.
0: Well, and people don't realize that they can get these multiple diagnoses all the time either. Like, they know they can have high blood pressure, and they might have asthma or, you know, heart condition. But, you know, when it comes to dementia, like, some people have two or three types yes. of dementia. You know, like my mom, we only were told she had Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. but upon death, we were really dealing with Alzheimer's, Lewy body, and Parkinson's disease. Yes. But you know, the Louie Body and the Parkinsons really weren't really weren't addressed. And yeah. so it's always interesting. If people are just tuning in right now, we are talking with Dr. George Ackerman, who has a website called Togetherforsharon.com. He can also be reached at TogetherforSharon at gmail.com. And he is on LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Twitter oh, yeah. Instagram threads, and YouTube, so he's kind of hard to miss. He is full <laughs> of wonderful information his uh His website is filled with what did you say over four hundred interviews
1: hi uh, yeah. And it's still growing because I'd love to share your journey. Because again, this is not just about Parkinson's. I've actually covered individuals with Lewy body journeys. Uh, and it's not just the person diagnosed, it's the caretaker, it's foundations. I've covered fibromyalgia, uh, you know, so many unfortunate things. Alzheimer, Alzheimer's is there. Uh, Betsy is a good friend of mine. Uh, Betsy, I'm sure you know her from all, uh, so, all yeah. some. And, and the sad thing is, her husband. We started a blog together. Her husband passed away the same day my mother did, and it's like we became family because of that. But you know, again, it's about sharing everyone else's journeys.
0: Well, there's so much more overlap than I think people realize yeah. when when you're in that caring role. Um, and so, there's so much we can learn from yeah. one another. Symptoms might be different. Timeframes might be different. Um, but timeframes for most of these things, it doesn't go A to B to C to D and follow this nice little linear line, you know. Um, and so I just think there's so much that we can we can learn from one another. Um, we're going to hear from Q-Blocks and then we're going to be right back. I also want to introduce you all to Q-Blocks. They have been absolutely excellent to deal with. They have been in business for 18 years and they serve the globe. I can't say enough good things about this company. I've had a lot of bad experiences, I don't know about you with tech companies. They have made a very complicated process very easy and their staff is so kind, so polite, so respectful to work with and You know, when I am frustrated and ready to pull my hair out, they just smile and tell me everything's going to be okay. And they really are just on top of the communication, which alleviates so much stress as an owner when you're dealing with tech issues. You can get a 10% discount. Visit them at QBlocks at C U E. Blocks dot com, or you can email them at let's talk at qblocks.com. dot com. For that ten percent discount, just put Lori L O R I in the inquiry form. And again, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I surely haven't been. I I can't rave enough about this company, and that's kind of rare these days. So, Dr. Ackerman, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your website? And if, if it's something that you even want to share the screen with and give us a tour, you're more than welcome to do that.
1: And this is the website that I thought only three people would really uh, see. Somehow now, like you mentioned, we're on every social media and reaching over 30,000 people. If You scroll down, that's where you can click uh, to see the interviews and to be interviewed. Again, it's all free You'll see my mother's story and her journey, and you'll see my story and my journey. That's the Parkinson Disease Act. Also, some proclamations I've had and a lot of videos just to learn about what Parkinson's is. That's our dog, Bella. <laughs> She's our mascot. <laughs> Everyone loves that. <laughs> my mother never got to meet her. And we've had people from around the world send me artwork in my mother's memory. I, that's not, I'm not an artist. <laughs> We're, so uh, they've actually sent me artwork. And this thing, actually, if you want to stop quick... Uh, unfortunately, I, we tried every uh, the next one, the video. You don't have to play it. yeah I've been playing guitar for 20 years. Again, a lot of it's just for fun. I don't go on tour with Taylor Swift or anything. But just my mother uh, had me learn when we were having snowstorms in Brooklyn, New York, where I'm from. But well, we tried a lot of therapies, but we had music therapy. That actually was a week before my mother sadly passed away. But I had an opportunity, which I never did, to uh, play with the actual music therapist. And my mother, uh, her last words in her life were she loved it and thank you. And we actually played the song Memory because my mother, as a child, she brought me to Broadway in New York. And her favorite, one of her favorite shows was Cats and the song Memory. So I had the really uh, heartfelt honor to play that with her. And that's the video. You won't see my mother. She was too sick at that point. But you might hear her at the end say thank you. So, And then this is all my post. Uh, I don't know. Some nights I don't sleep just thinking of all the other people fighting dementia and Parkinson's. And I've been able to team up with people, incredible people like yourself around the world, just for awareness. And again, my big pitch here, if I get a chance to do one, is I don't want anything but a cure. And it's so, sometimes people are shocked when I say that, which is sad in 2024. I just, I really don't want anything. We don't want, I don't accept donations. We do have a page for donations and that goes to, some of the big organizations like the Michael J. Fox Foundation, but we personally don't accept it. And I'm not an organization or foundation. I'm just a son who lost their best friend, his mother. And, uh, again, I just do this all to uh, make sure people never forget my mother. And that's my family. You can see everyone's a part of the team.
0: Okay, wonderful. Yeah, well, it's it's nice for people to actually be able to see You know what's what so again here you have to sign up in order to get to the interviews okay oh richard underwood he's wonderful yeah you've got some great laura herman yeah there's lots of good people out here um the resources are endless and the the sad part is is people don't know that they exist i wanted to ask you about donations so are you are you a non-for-profit then
1: I'm glad you said that. I'm just me. I don't want to do all that because I don't want to get, I like how they all deal with the money. I have nothing to do with it, but I've been able to team up with some of the bigger organizations like American Parkinson's disease association drive towards a to cure, uh, power of Parkinson's and Parkinson's foundation. And you just go there and you click. But the really nice thing is every one of those links is in memory of my mother. So it actually goes, it'll show you my mother's journey. But any money will go to that organization. We have nothing to do with it. And again, I did that. It may be when I'm older, I'll try and start a foundation. But with three kids and I work uh, 24-7, it's tough to have a a foundation. But I didn't really want one because I wanted people to know that, again, I'm not here for that. I'm really just here to uh, find a cure and to really help spread awareness.
0: Okay. Now here you've got partnerships.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of organizations that I admire and they inspire me around the world. And what I did is I just added added all of them that I know personally to the website. They all have different resources. They offer different virtual things like uh, exercise and webinars, and it's just all free. And it's just, I needed something like this, to be honest, when I was a caretaker, because I didn't know where to go. I was frantic, like I said, didn't know what to do. And I also cover other areas like dementia, where I met Lance, and I also have Alzheimer's, uh, and also some, we, we actually just added a few, go down the next, a little lower there, that's important to me, the researchers and scientists, I've been able to research some of the top uh, scientists and researchers around the world, and they actually did interviews with me, so now people can see those for free, but they're really right from the doctors, the scientists, one of them, two, few of them actually wrote a book called and Parkinson's disease, which is internationally known. And there you'll see some of the, we do walks with the Parkinson's foundation. So we have a table, we pass out bands for free. Uh Sadly, sometimes people see us at a table and they're like, what are you trying to sell us? And uh, they realize that that's not what they were there for. And I had a gentleman come over and hug me the other day at the last walk and cry because he was just appreciative of my mother's story and what we're doing. You know, that's what inspires me to keep fighting. Uh, That's And we added that. That's a whole new area. Because of you and all the other people I admire, I decided, why don't we start our own kind of channel that I do also. We have a few podcasts. One is uh, Together for Sharon podcast. It's a conversation. And we interview individuals who are diagnosed and foundations and caretakers around the world. for. uh, It's my wife and I. So it's nice because you have a caretaker, female and a male perspective. This is a different area, and there you see Lance. This is called uh, Q&A with Sharon's son. What I do is I interview people one-on-one, and I had an honor right there. If you see, the interview United States Representative Paul Tonka in New York about the uh, national plan to end Parkinson's. And then finally, I have a podcast called Unscripted, and that's where we finally brought individuals with Parkinson's together with the caretakers, which I haven't seen done before And we also just have a conversation, but it's a lot of fun because we're all become like family. And then you'll see other podcasts where I like to hopefully one day put our podcast today. So we're trying to reach people again. You're uh, somebody I value and mean the world to me because a lot of your work is in dementia. But I also try to reach out with organizations and groups and podcasts that aren't aware of any of these. Because I, again, as we started today, I find if we don't get everyone involved, that we're never going to be able to come closer to a cure. So, those are some of the others. There's a lot of shows there. And again, I'm honored to be a part of all those. Plus, like I said, it's, this is not just a podcast to me. I feel like we do become family and that this relationship should go on uh, forever until we find a cure because it's just not just about a podcast, a talk, but it's about, there's Betsy, but it's about changing the world and ending this disease for everyone. You know that keeps me up late at night every night thinking about them.
0: Wow, you've got lots of lots of stuff here.
1: We were lucky, right there on the top, there under books. The Michael J. Fox Foundation, a little bit higher, up a little, yeah, there. Somehow, I finally reached them, and it was an honor. And they added our website to their resources. And to me, that's one of the biggest honors that I have to be able to be listed among some of the you know most amazing, inspirational people in the Parkinson's community. And again, I'm not supposed to talk about it and I, I can't help it, but I'm actually close to publishing my book about my mother's journey and mine. It should be out in 2024. We have a lot of books also planned. We just don't have the time.
0: <laughs> well, that's fantastic. It's like I said, um, <laughs> you've got a lot, a lot of information out here that's going to help so many, so many people. I mean, they can spend weeks on their
1: oddly ironically say that a gentleman wrote me once that i spent 10 hours just reading the interviews and i said i love it but i don't want you wasting (laughs) please don't spend the whole day but he was inspired because a lot of people i'm telling you right now listening to this or i'll share it might just have been diagnosed or might be wondering maybe they might have it or gonna have get it and they see that there's really other people those four or five hundred people out there going through exactly what they did and it just helps them cope and this today, our talk helps me still grieve because it's not a day that I don't miss my mother. And, uh, you know, she was my best friend. Sometimes I go through these podcasts and I'm fine. I'll walk in the other room to my office, my wife, and I just start, you know, crying because it's uh, this means a lot to me. you giving me the opportunity even just for this time to remember my mother. And hopefully if we even just reach one person, you? And we've done something that's so special it'll change the world for everybody in the Parkinson's community and outside.
0: That's how I feel when I stepped into this space in two thousand and nine too. It's like we've got to do better. We've got to be more inclusive. Um and so much of what we need to do is really simple to do. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um but big business, I think, complicates okay. a lot of this. And uh, I had a, a a show today, I did a Dementia Chats, and that's where I have a panel of, of um, people living with dementia. And one of the questions was, well, can't we just have, a you know, like a 1-800 number that has all these resources? And <laughs> I said, well, that's kind of what Dementia Map is trying to do. Right. But again, you, you have to have people participate. And if you just feed the beast not all the information is accurate that's out there because especially with all the staff changes and stuff that's going on, plus you want to have people that are actually going to respond when somebody reaches out. Otherwise, people give up and then they stop reaching out and you don't want that to happen either. But we need money to be able to do that. You know, we need to be able to be staffed to really go out there and expand it on the level it needs to be. And People could take a half an hour and just put in a free listing. You know, I look at all the things you have on your site. We would love all of those people in there to be able to, you know, again, just have one other avenue where they're exposed. It's not about trying to take away from anybody. It's trying to build each of them up and we have to do a better job. For the public they deserve choice in terms of what they're looking for because everybody resonates with something a little bit different because they're dealing with something (laughs) a little bit different and it could have to do with finances it could have to do with culture it could have to do with personality styles or learning styles i mean all of that stuff comes into play but people deserve to know all of the resources that are out there i'm sure when people go to your site uh, dr ackerman they are shocked Like, why isn't anybody telling me about this stuff?
1: Actually, a Dementia Map and you are under our resources. If you look under dementia, we kind of, again, we had to go some of that. But I do want to thank you for that and listing us there. But I do share that it's an important resource for the uh, resource list because there are a lot of individuals uh, with dementia that need help. And uh, if they come to us and then they go to you, they'll see we're all family in this fight.
0: And that's the way it should be. We should be, mm-hmm. you know, helping one another and doing what's best and easiest for the public. Um, mm-hmm. I've I just never understood why we've always had to market by fear. I think we should be marketing by hope and mm-hmm. in giving people choice and in empowering families. Well, is there anything that we haven't discussed? I think I got through all of the questions we had talked about and, and things I know that I was interested in. Um, anything that we missed?
1: No, I mean again. I want to thank you and your viewers for and listeners for this opportunity. It's, I've been excited and looking for it since last year when I had a great uh, honor to speak with you. I usually end everything with just a quick word. Uh, we love you. We support you. We care about you, and you're never alone. That's the most important thing. You're never alone. I will advocate, of course. Lori will too, but so we will advocate for you, and together our voices are just so much stronger. And I always, in a positive way, I joke, but I always say I'm just getting started, which really, I've been doing this for like you a while, not as long as you, but, uh, you know, it's just very important that we all are together in this. And again, so grateful for your time and all your audience and hope we can continue this on uh, so many more topics that we just didn't have the time to get to. But again, thank you for helping me uh, remember my mother, too, and my journey as her caregiver.
0: You have two choices in life. You know, you can you can get through it and walk away from it or you can get Mm -hmm. through it and help the next guy going through the same journey. And, you know, I I think I was like you, you know, when I stepped in, I thought, you know, big or small, I'm just going to try to make a difference and we'll see what happens with it. And I think people are shocked at how many people who have gone through this experience, how much we're able to get done on Mm -hmm. a shoestring budget. And that's always been the excuse of why it can't be done because it's too complicated and it's too much. And, and I don't know about you, but I mean, I've had people actually say, well, there's no way you can do everything you say you've done and we yeah. go look at the website. <laughs> there's proof in the pudding, you know, yeah. with that stuff. But I think when the passion is there um, it just pushes you and it lifts you and you're connecting with people and it does, it, you know, it, it's not as daunting because it's really wrapped in hope. It's, and and it's wrapped in legacy and learning and um, all of that stuff to me is is really, really important.
1: Yeah, I often think about the future. So some days I'll ask my daughter's 11 and I'll say, Brooke, would you want to continue this? And then I even think to myself, we should maybe do a foundation in a few years because my dream would be to get, we donated about $12,000 from our own family to the American Parkinson's Association. It's, you'll see it on the website. And uh it's fun because you can say little notes and people who donate say notes. But uh, I, then I thought again, I'm like, wait a minute, five, ten years. I hope we don't have to do any more. I hope we have a cure and we wouldn't need that. Obviously, I'll still have the website because I want my mother to be remembered. But maybe that would be nice to just concentrate kind of on remembering her. But for now, I, you know, I can't rest. I have to make sure the other people who are fighting it today, dementia and Parkinson's and everything, uh, you know, sometimes we don't. This is another part to talk, but I feel like really burnt out some days. And then again, I think about how they're struggling, and they're a lot of my friends I met through social media who are diagnosed. And I think about them. Some of them are up all night with me because I also don't sleep. And I think about I George stop whining, get back, and keep posting. So.
0: Well, and you have to take care of yourself too, and that's <laughs> that's a hard balance some days. And um, feeling burnt out, that's normal. As well, and so being able to rest up so that you can get back at it, I think we've all we've all yeah. been there. But in wrapping up, I just I want to thank you so much for your time today, um, Dr. Ackerman. It's it's been wonderful to have you on and to be able to share all of the resources that you've pulled together. Your passion shows through for sure, um, which I think resonates with so many. And to our listeners, I ask you to be a giver of hope. Like, click and share again for me it's not about the numbers i don't track that stuff it's not important to me what is important to me is that we spread good information out into the world and each of you is a portal you all have your spheres your facebook your twitter your linkedin accounts where you can go ahead and just click it costs you no money it takes very little time and if you impact just one person, think of all the listeners out there that could push this out. And if they each impact one person, those numbers can be huge. And this information is evergreen, so it's it's never going to get old. There's always going to be somebody new uh, that needs this information. So again, we really appreciate your help in terms of of sharing sharing the information. And again, I want to give you contact information. Again, it's all in the show notes as well, but you can go to Sharon.com, which is the website. Email is togetherforsharon on Gmail or at gmail.com. And on LinkedIn, you can look up uh, Dr. Ackerman there. He's on TikTok as Together for Sharon one um, On Facebook, Together for Sharon on Twitter. Together for it, it's just S H A one. I think they run out of characters sometimes <laughs> with, it, with Twitter <laughs> handles. And then on Instagram, you're Together for Sharon. And then you also have a YouTube channel. But again, you just go to the website and you're going to be able to get to all of his handles um, um, real easy. And so when you're at his website, just click on each one of those and give him a follow and um, and help spread the word again thank thank you again so much dr ackerman for the time with us today and to our listeners you are always appreciated and so welcome to join us and maybe just maybe you can be our next guest just reach out <laughs> to me at radio at dot com. bye everyone we'll catch you later